ho, ho. Yes, Barbara, there is a black Santa Claus. Welcome to a special holiday edition of Among Neighbors, a podcast about race, power, and privilege. I'm Andy Conti, director of the Center for Media Innovation at Point Park University. And as always, I'm joined by Barbara Johnson, the senior director of race and gender equity at YWCA Greater Pittsburgh. Barbara, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Hey, Andy. Good to see you. Merry season for all and everything that people celebrate. Thanks for having us together right before the holidays start. This is exciting, and we have an exciting topic ahead of us. Well, yeah, for me, I I wanted to have a conversation about the holidays. We don't often think about it, at least white people don't think about uh, Christmas and New Year's and Hanukkah and this time of year and, and Kwanzaa in terms of being white holidays and black holidays. Obviously, we think of Kwanzaa as a black holiday, but but we don't think about Christmas in terms of black and white. But I saw this column about black Santas and it got me thinking about what it must be like to be a black person at Christmas. And what is it like for you, Barbara? Do you, you said you collect some black Santas or do you just, yeah, it's so funny when you mentioned that Andy, I had not really thought about it until you said that. And then I remembered, you know, I have two sons, they're grown now, but I remember when they were little, Um, The first thing that I had to spend a lot of time doing was finding my kids are in their uh, early 20s, um, my sons. So the first thing I remembered was literally having to search high and low for children's books that had uh, characters in them that looked like them. Um, And then when Christmas came around, I remember getting a gift from a friend who did ceramics and she made these two little angels for the tree for each ornaments for each of my sons. And she was an African-American person and she made sure that the angels were black angels, which I was really impressed with. And so for me, um, I give my children an ornament every year as a memento. So they have an ornament for they have 22 and 28 ornaments respectively that um, have the year on them. So they know what year they got that ornament. And usually the ornament was reflective of, um, you know, something that they've done or something related to their personality. When they were little, I did give them a Santa ornament. And I remember I bought wooden ornaments from, I think it was Michael's and it was just a, a blank wooden ornament of Santa. And I actually painted the coloring on it. So the red Santa suit and the white, Uh, you know, fur. And then I painted the Santa faces black. And then when they were older, both of them played sports, one of them soccer, the other one football. And I got these little characters that was a football figure kid and a a soccer figure kid. And again, I used a magic marker brown and colored their faces brown. So, um, so I was always cognizant of, um, you know, my kids being able to see that everything could represent them, including the types of things that happen at Christmas. And so um, that was one of the things that I remembered when you uh, talked about this whole Santa thing. I don't, my kids never, um, my youngest son never liked characters that you could see on TV, but then see them in real life because he was afraid. So he didn't like seeing Barney in real life. He didn't like seeing like any of those characters that were dressed up. So my kids never wanted to go see Santa and 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 be part of that. They never wanted to. So so I never had that experience. But um, but I do remember talking to friends who did that and um, talking about how hard it was to find a mall that had a black Santa. Was there ever confusion about it because the pop culture, you know, we think of Santa as, as white, right? Coca-Cola ads and TV, all the cartoons and the shows. 
he's always portrayed as a, a white man, a jolly white man. Is there ever, do you have to have a conversation with your kids about, well, is there confusion about is Santa white or black? Does that ever come up or is it just like a thing that's understood? Um, you know, that's interesting you say that because I made all that effort to, you know, make sure their, their holiday representations were in black and brown. And I don't, we never had a conversation about it, but maybe I confused them <laughs> because all of mommy's ornaments are brown, but that's not what I see in real life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. Well, let's bring in our first guest. We have uh, Debbie Norell, uh, who's a lifestyles columnist with Soul Pit Magazine, and she wrote, recently wrote a column about collecting black Santas. Debbie, welcome to Among Neighbors. Hi, Andy, and I'm so happy to be here. How are you today? Good. Thanks for thanks for making time to have this conversation. And I love you. For those watching the video, she's got all these black Santas behind her. And this is just a, a small, what you see behind me is a very <laughs> small representation of, of my collection. The collection is all around the, the living room and the dining room and the kitchen. And I just recently, I said this year, I was not going to buy any more because I felt that I had enough. So... I was out shopping the other day and I found All right. I found this is a this is a cookie jar. <laughs> okay, so he he is a cookie jar. So while I'm in the store, I put him and I found a black nutcracker. Oh, oh. wow. Nice. I found a black nutcracker. So I put the black nutcracker and the Santa Claus in the cart and I took their picture. And I put it on, I posted it on a, on a group. I checked this morning and there are over 1300 comments. Most of them were positive comments or likes, but the negative comments were just it, it just got it totally out of hand, totally out of hand. I mean, now, Andy, I don't know if you are familiar with the brown paper bag test. I don't know if you're familiar with that. No, no. What is this? Tell me. What is the brown paper bag test? The brown paper bag test, Andy, years ago, years ago, a certain, a certain group, certain groups, certain clubs and everything would not let you into the club if you was darker than a brown paper bag. Wow. I'm sorry. I've never so, heard of that. That's awful. So if you were darker than the brown paper bag, you weren't going to get in. You're, you're not getting in. You're not going to get into the club. You're not, you couldn't join this church. You, you know, we don't want you in this church if you, if you, if you too dark, if you're too dark. And people were, I mean, that's how it got. People, somebody even mentioned the brown paper bag and they, then somebody said, well, I thought we were beyond this. It was, it was unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. So then I get home. I said, well, let me take another picture of the Santa Claus and show him he's not really that dark. He's dark, but he's not that dark. It, and it's just like, it, it's unbelievably crazy. So most of my Santas are they're all about the same complexion. I mean, I have so many different ones. Funny, Debbie, you mentioned the coloring because I have a friend who collects dolls. And for a while, anytime a new doll came out, it was one shade of brown. It was just dark, dark, dark. So there was not a lot of, 
you know, complexion changes within that. And right. I think when um, the ballet dancer, uh, I forget her name, uh, I forget her name right now, but once she became a, a, um, a famous ballet dancer who is black, then they decided to make um, skin tone, flesh colored uh, ballet stockings yes. type as well as uh, point shoes and in shoes. many shades of brown so that yes. they match the coloring of the dancer because all dancers are not, brown dancers are not the same complexion and the shades can vary. So it's uh, interesting thing because that just happened in recent years. Right. And you know, we uh, brown and black people have been different colors for many years, not just recently. Well, yeah, I mean, as long as we've been around. Right, right. I mean, as long as we've been around, which is like forever. Um, and it's, so it's, it is, and it's so, it's, it's so interesting that the Santas are all, all of my Santas are, are different as far as complexion. And uh, now here's a Santa that doesn't have a hat. Mm. He doesn't have a hat. He's pretty dark. He's he's bald. Here's another very interesting thing. Now you see, Santa here has a list. A list of Santa names, here right? has a list of children's names. Oh. I'm gonna read you some of the names: <laughs> Helen, Sam, Joyce, Paul, Peter, Billy, Mary, Katie. Mm. Okay. Right. Recently, I saw a Santa with a list, two Santas, Black Santa, White Santa. The Black Santa had names like Shanene, Shanene, uh, you know, uh, Leroy, Tyrone, all these more typical Black names. But then the, the names on the White Santa we're like names like I just like I just read to you. It's it's amazing, and it's sometimes you wonder who is behind these. Who is you know who are the people in marketing and and the creators of these things? Who there's you know probably nobody black in the room. Like years ago, right. a lot of sitcoms, a lot of black sitcoms, there would be no black writers. Right. There'd be no black writers. And so there would be things that would take place in the sitcom. And I'm like, well, that's not how it happens, really, in, right. in our neighbor, in our, you know, in our lives. That's not how it really happens. So it's very interesting. And then for years, several years, I went where there was no black Santas at all. I couldn't fi even find one. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you only find them in certain neighborhoods. Like I'll find them in the East. But if I if I lived in the north or if I go shopping in the north, I'm not going to find the black Santas, but I'll find the black Santas in the east or you, at the end of the season, like in January, if there were any black Santas, now they're all marked down because nobody wanted them. And yeah. so then I would any Santa that was marked down, I would buy that Santa because I didn't want to leave that Santa on the on the shelf. You needed a home. Yeah, I like that. Well, let me let's bring in our other guests uh, so we can have a conversation amongst all of us. Uh, I, I'm a little self-conscious, actually. Here I am wearing the Santa hat and I'm, I'm introducing Wally Jamal, uh, who plays Santa at Market Square. Uh, Wally, uh, you, you're the Post-Gazette's Performer of the Year in 2018. I think they said that when you, you won that award, that was because you had appeared in all 11 of August Wilson's cycle plays. 
which is a that, quite an accomplishment. And then uh, they also described you at the Post Gazette in a profile earlier this year as an actor, drummer, stand-up comedian, playwright, history buff. Seems like you do a lot of things. How does uh, playing Santa stack up with all of that? Oh, it just it just adds to the myriad of experiences life can present, and it is quite an experience. It's a human, very human experience. It's very uplifting for the most part because I love kids, and when I pop up on that screen. They, 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 their faces just light up. And um, Barbara, to your point that you were making about um, about your kids being scared, you know, when they go to see Santa, they are just as scared doing it virtually oh, on wow. the screen. My goodness, I'm serious. I, because I, I, like for this one little girl. Uh, I I went toward the screen a little bit, just a little bit toward the screen. I'm not even in the room. And she jumped back because it's bigger than life. Santa is bigger than life and he's magic and he can do anything as far as a child is concerned. And the whole experience, like he's there. That's that's the guy, you know, (laughs) and and you're seeing him. And they, they just love it. Uh, and um, here's a here's a pic of me and the other Santa. And so and uh, he's sitting on the um, on the Santa chair where we do the Zoom thing. Uh, I want to show you. There's a. So it's uh, and we, it looks and like we you're wind at, up. looks like you're at the North Pole, basically. And we should say that because of the pandemic, you're not meeting with kids in person this year. You're doing it all virtually, right? Right. And this is what the screen looks like when we're visiting. But um, so we, I, I should say, too, for background, that for the people just listening, Wally, obviously, you're you're a black man. Do people so you you play black Santa? Does it do people treat you differently as a black Santa than they would white Santa or um, people just treat well, you the as kids Santa? don't the kids don't. But um, and and let me tell you. Uh, fraction wise of the people that come to see Santa. Um, I get about a third of the visits that the white Santa gets. People can choose, right? Yeah, right. Either mistletoe or ornament. Mistletoe is the white Santa and ornament's the black Santa. Right. Okay. And um, uh, I would say a third of the people that see black Santa are adults with no kids. Oh wow! I've had I've had three adult couples visit me as Santa with their dog. They brought their <laughs> dog to see Santa. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, who is this little fellow here? <laughs> and they're like, oh, this is Taco. This this is Taco. Yeah, he. Oh, well, what does Taco? Oh, what? Oh, wait, wait. Santa can speak dog. Oh, 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 oh. And the dog looks up and he's like, look at him like, see, see, Santa gets through to everyone. What does Taco want for Christmas? You know, and this and that, and they'll go through, hey, uh, Taco wants world peace. <laughs> now, okay. <laughs> and they'll ask me for stuff, This is, you know, crazy stuff. I'll get the, the young people because we're right next to Promanti Brothers. So we'll get we'll get some people who you know just left happy hour <laughs> uh, and decided to come see 
like Santa. You know, and there's one kid, I mean, now the white Santa, he gets just as many goofs, <laughs> but he gets more visits. It, 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 but I've had, I've had uh, these young people come to me and uh, I'm like, what does, uh, what, what can Santa get you for Christmas? And they'll say, uh, a life. <laughs> well, Santa doesn't do psychotherapy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Do you, do you know, because when it's adults can, you know, I can, I'll stay in character, but I'm not going to talk to an adult like I'm talking to a seven-year-old with stars in her eyes, yeah. right. you know, and that leaves me a little leeway to be a little creative and be a little jazzy, maybe even a little snarky, you know, like you are asking Santa for this, right? And I'll tell you another thing. Um, just because you're a person of color does not mean that you're going to choose black oh, yeah. Santa Claus. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've watched the other Santa Claus, you know, sitting there talking to many black kids. Yeah. You know, um, and it's, it's, it's not that's our position. The social, that's the socialization, right? That's yeah, the great you know, socialization of our world. That's where I, 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 you know, I go into actor mode where I'm in actor mode at all times. You know, this is an acting job. Right. And I can't ponder things but so much because that would include me actually presumptively going into the households of these people and making judgment calls on what, you know, what they're teaching their kids and what they're not yeah. teaching their kids. And, I, you know, I, I that's as I can't go that far, you know. Uh, you come see me, I'm going to be Santa. People have to pay or is it free, Wally? There's a donation. These oh, things okay. go to benefit the Pittsburgh Food Bank. Okay. So each visit, the money goes towards that. And that's okay. another reason why I'm so happy to be a part of it. Um, yeah. We've, I've done uh, the uh, Post-Gazette thing uh, off the record that they would do every year. And it was, it's, it's a musical put on by Pittsburgh uh, music, the musical theater and other professionals, SAG, mm -hmm. AFTRA, and they do a musical uh, at the Byam theater every mm -hmm. year. Last year was the last one they did. And um, we, it's a parody of Pittsburgh. It's, it, it's so much fun. Yes, it is. It's and so much fun. That goes toward the Pittsburgh Food Bank and toward scholarships uh, uh, for kids in, um, in musical theater and whatnot. And that's, that's the part that, you know, really makes me feel like substantial, like I'm doing something substantial to help people in a time when people really need help. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious to, you know, this whole show is about race, power, and privilege. And I'm curious how all of you feel. Did, about Christmas in particular, do you feel like it's a, a white holiday that you have to be allowed into, or is it just a holiday? And, you know, I, you, and the only reason I ask is because like Barbara, you're describing coloring in your Santas and Debbie, you're talking about the, the different colors of your Santas and looking for the black Santas and finding the, the black Santas left on the shelves. Does it feel like you're left out of the holiday or does it feel like? Oh no. Okay. I've never, I've never felt that I was left out of the holiday because I mean, I had a wonderful, I had a wonderful childhood and Christmas at our house was always, always wonderful. So definitely did not left out of the holiday. It's just as you, as you become an adult, you start to, to realize things 
as you, you know, create your own household and celebrate the season in your own way, you say, well, gee, <laughs> you know, why, why are all the Santa Clauses white? And I don't think I would like to have one. Not that I have anything, to, you know, against white people. It's just that the people who played Santa Claus in my household, my mother and father were both black. So I feel that, you know, why wouldn't I have a black Santa Claus? Cause you know, that's, that's really what, what's going on. And, you know, there's just so many other things like, I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with like these chefs, like these chefs that you can buy to decorate your kitchen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Barbara, you might be more familiar with it than, than, uh, than Andy. So most of the, most, the majority of the chefs that you see to decorate your kitchen are all white. What? I don't, and then I found my chef, I found my chef. He (laughs) holds a bottle of wine. He's actually a wine holder. So I found found a black chef. Yeah. I found my black chef. He was on the markdown, on the markdown counter. That's it's good. You, always, you get a discount on your black characters then. I couldn't leave him. I couldn't leave him behind. All the blacks are always at a discount. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. But um, but no, you know, my life, I had a wonderful childhood, wonderful life, and really great memories of Christmas. I mean, wonderful memories of Christmas. And when I was a little girl and I went to see Santa Claus, he was always white. But at that time, when you're five and six years old, I didn't really think about it. Yeah. You know, I didn't really think about it. You just thought that Santa was white. You just thought that Santa was white because he was always white. But then as you grow older, then you start to see things differently. And I think, too, it's more I would agree with Debbie that it's not so much that I, I never felt left out of Christmas and it wasn't until I got older that I started to pay attention to the fact that it that it that there were so many parts of it that felt exclusive. Yeah. So, you know, so how did I bring myself? How do I bring my face, my color, my culture, my ethnic background? How do I bring that into the into the same space so that so that, you know, again, it was always through the eyes of my kids, like so that they feel like this is for them, too. And it's not just. Um, for white people. Yeah. Many a year when I was a kid growing up in the project, St. Clair Village, mm-hmm. um, Christmas, yeah, w- uh, there were many a year when me and my siblings didn't get anything mm-hmm. for Christmas. And so I didn't feel left out of Christmas f- through race. It was through pro- poverty. <laughs> right. You know? and, and another thing about that was um, I became a little disillusioned about Santa Claus and not in a bad way, just a realization, you know, that uh, there ain't no chimney in the projects for Santa (laughs) to come down. And, you know, it's just some logical things that even a child can, you know, factor out, you know, on their own. And so I don't, uh, the thing was, I I was going to Catholic schools, me and my siblings were going to Catholic schools. And so we would ask, why why ain't we getting nothing for Christmas? You got your education for Christmas. And we came to terms with that. We just did. We got over that. You know, we got over not 
having things. I mean, we learned the lessons from the Grinch that stole Christmas, you know, that like it, it comes without boxes. It comes without packages, ribbons, bells, and all that crap. It's in your heart. It's in yep. your home. Therefore, I look at Santa Claus as an American thing, mm-hmm. not necessarily a white thing, because there are other countries that are white that they don't they don't think nothing about Santa Claus. So it's it's mostly an American adaptation, you know, that uh, that we have adopted in our culture. And um, so I look at it more as an American thing. Then, uh, yeah, and I think I think the commercialization too is something that I had not thought about either, Wally. Because I remember when I was younger, you know, I grew up in a single parent household with four brothers and myself, and so you know, we walked down to the uh, local YWCA or YMCA parking lot the night before Christmas and got a, a a tree for free because they gave them away right before Christmas, and you know, all of us carried the tree. So there was traditional things that that didn't happen in other people's families, I'm sure. But, um, you know, we walked back home. It, it was just a couple blocks away, but all five of us had an arm holding onto the tree and we brought it back home. And it was the joy of being together and it was the joy of decorating it. I mean, our stockings had oranges and, you know, peanuts in them and some crackers, not toys and candy. And a lot of the gifts we got were, you know, homemade gifts that we made for each other as kids and that my mother made for us. So there was a lot of more of the camaraderie of being together as a family, more important than, you know, monetary gifts that we wrote on a list because there was no list writing in our household. (laughs) That's, that's, that's funny. Um, Wally and, and Barbara that you, that you mentioned that because things were, we're very different in my household. So I had a mother and a father and we built our home. We built our house in 1954. We were the only family that ever lived in the house. Although my mother always told us we were, we were poor. We were were poor, but it didn't appear, it didn't appear like we were poor (laughs) because, you know, we had a, we had a beautiful home. We had two cars. We went on vacation every year and I always, you know, made a list of things that I wanted for Christmas. And there was always a lot of gifts under the tree. Mm. But we didn't have we didn't have a chimney. We didn't have a fireplace or a chimney. But it was always a very, even though my, my mother did what was called day's work. So mm. you know what day's work is? Oh yeah. So no. my mother did my mother did day's work and my father was a uh, worked at Seal Test Foods out on on um now it's called the on the high level bridge. I used to love that ice cream. Yeah, so daddy worked daddy worked at Seal Test, but then daddy got laid off when the weather got cold, that ice cream sales went down and so he got laid off every year and then he would he would clean uh white people's houses and do these different things, he'd paint and and all that. So we had we had a really good life. We had a, a really good life and um you know, there's an assumption a lot of a lot of white people or even black people have an assumption that everybody, every most black people grew up in the projects. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. Right. You know, you might not have been well off, but, you know, you you lived a, a different, you know, a, a different life. And so, you know, our Christmases were always plentiful. 
you know, very, very plentiful. And but our stockings too had apples and oranges and nuts and candy canes. That's is it. What, is what was in our stocking. Yeah. When I would say from from a white perspective, you know, that that whole issue of of poverty, you know, it, it cuts across. And uh, you know, for us when I was little, we grandparents lived in the country, so we would go to their house and we would cut down a tree and, and bring it home. Uh. So it would be a free tree that way. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and of course, yeah, you always had the, the oranges and, and homemade things. And, uh, I think about the one year, my sister wanted a, a, a cabbage patch doll. They were real bo- oh, popular. Yeah. They're hard to get. And we went to my grandparents for Christmas and my, my grandmother had made a doll out of cabbage. It was like, here's your cabbage patch doll. And, uh, just sort of a reminder, like, we're not going to get into this whole commercial thing. We're going to, you know, we'll, we'll do what we can and, and you get what you can. Um, but, and to your point, you're going to live, yeah, you're, you're going to live. And, and like all of you said, it was a more about being together and, and, you know, what you bring to being with each other. Rather hey, than speaking of dolls, I just, I just tell you the story real quick. I remember the year that I asked for a Barbie doll and, and my parents found a, a knockoff and her name was Debbie. I was livid. I'm like, <laughs> how dare you? How dare you give me this Debbie doll? Instead of, you know, I wanted that Barbie doll, but I had to end up with Debbie. <laughs> Debbie doll. You think they, they they were probably so excited. Your parents were probably so thrilled. Like, we found a doll that's got her name on it. And... They got my name on it. I didn't even want it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. When I was little, I mean, well, when I was doing stand-up, I, I would do this Christmas joke every year. And um, I'd, I'd talk about, like, when my mama asked me what I wanted for Christmas. And I'm like, oh, I want Hot Wheels, Mommy. And then she'd get me Hot Wheels. And the first time I made her mad, she whooped me with the Hot Wheel track. <laughs> so then the next year, she asked me, well, what you want for Christmas? I was like, well, I want a whiffle ball bat and, and whiffle, you know, <laughs> that stat. So as soon as I made her mad, she whooped me with the <laughs> whiffle ball bat. So then she asked me the next year, what you want for Christmas this year? I said, nothing. You just going to whoop my behind with it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Very nice. Very good. Well, is there anything that, um, you know, as we kind of wrap up the show, is there anything that, that you think white people should do to be more inclusive at Christmas or to be more sensitive about it? Uh, I think, you know, Debbie, you talked about the, the Santa with the list of names on it. And, uh, but, but are there things that you think that, that white people are just missing out on when it comes to race and power and privilege when it comes to the holidays? what's being missed out on in in general is that that we're all we're all people we're all we're all human beings we are all human beings we might be of of um, one a, a different race um or our backgrounds might be a little bit different but we're all human beings and it's just it's so much better when People are getting along when people are getting along and understanding, understanding differences, being able to understand differences, but knowing that I, you know, I want to have a a good life just like you want to have a good life. Mm -hmm. And I want to enjoy things just as you want to enjoy things. And that, you know, the segregation and things like that, that, you know, still does exist to an extent that. It would just be a wonderful thing if that could go away. You know, when they say, well, what would you really like for Christmas? A lot of times I'll say, I, I would like, I would like peace, like world peace. It would be just so nice for people just to all just go about their their lives and their day without this, with this, without this hate 
Mm-hmm. It seems to be, you know, in the last four years, there's just been such a resurgence of hate. And I would just like to see people try to get to know people of other other backgrounds and other races and not to hate so much. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's a, a great message, Debbie. How about you, Wally? Is there anything that uh, that you you think white people should know when they come to see a black Santa or when they just come to see Santa? Well, um, I think if they're having their talk with their kids about the black Santa or the white Santa, they should, um, they should inform their kids that black people have been in America just as long as white people. Cause y'all brought us with it, which <laughs> if not, if not longer, you're right. Uh, that and yeah. that we are Americans, and that's the point that I'm making. That is he a black Santa, a white Santa? He's an American Santa. I think putting that on in front of everything that you have any kind of confusion or discrepancy or or or, or some kind of way to uh, nomenclature it. You know, he's American. You're American. Not Democrat, not Republican, American. Yes. We can get to that and, and just acknowledge that no one who's a naturalized American citizen is any more American than any other naturalized American citizen, period. Regardless of color, race, uh, religion. It's And this is a time of year where we need to accept and acknowledge the diversity that creates America. Mm-hmm. That's great. Absolutely. We don't think about uh, Santa sneaking across the border to get into America from the North Pole. So, <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know, I used to do Cheech and Chong, you know, like, hey, man, Santa Claus, man, he had to give it up. Yeah, that's a dangerous bit. Hey, man, he got stopped at the border and somebody took a shot at his reindeer, man. Oh, man, that's real hassle, man. <laughs> Nice. All right. Well, thank you to both of our guests, uh, Debbie Norrell, who who writes a lifestyles column for Soul Fit Magazine and who recently wrote about her collection of Black Santas. And thank you uh, especially to Wally Jamal, an actor who plays Black Santa or plays Santa. It happens to be a Black Santa at Market Square in, in downtown Pittsburgh. Barbara, come see you- Santa Zoom. Santa Zoom. <laughs> come and visit Santa and tell him what I want. Well, Barbara, what did you we wrap up our podcast here. Um, how do you feel about the the conversation and the way people bring uh, race and power and privilege into the holidays? Yeah. So, you know, uh, as we were talking and, and I think that even before this, because I had to spend so much time as a, um, a woman, uh, as a mother to Brown and black boys, um, it made me start to really connect more and try to make sure that there was more inclusion in my life. But I also think about our city and how we have a Spanish speaking population. We have Asian um, members of our community. And so just as Debbie said, when we think about Christmas, um, I, I just remembered going down to the um, uh, downtown in the, I forget what building it is, but they have Santas around the world. And I think about how just learning that, going to see that exhibit and really learning more about 
Santas around the world would help us to think more diversely about the meaning of Christmas, how other people interpret Christmas and, and bring more inclusion into our own lives because those are, again, more stories that we can tell our children to help them to see that it's just not all one singular um, idea and that we can, that they, as, as children growing up, they're in a diverse world. And so the more they learn about people who are different than them, even at Christmas time, um, the stronger their lives are gonna be as they work with each other to build that peaceful life that Debbie talks about, peace-filled life. Um, so thank you to both of you. Uh, this was an exciting conversation, just again, talking about race, but diving into one specific aspect of, um, of our lives as neighbors in the city. As a white person and as white people, I think what you're saying, Barbara, is 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 especially important and and doubly important to think about. Christmas is not just the way that we always uh, think about it in popular culture as just a white holiday, but to bring in that diversity you're talking about. And I think we, the touch point that you offered up the the Santas from around the world that uh, appear at PPG Place downtown. That's yeah. a great point. I mean, that's Santas. There are all kinds of different Santas. Santas looks, you know, like people, just as there are all kinds of different kind of people. There are all kinds of different Santas. And I'm skinny and so <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I, you know, and I think as uh, from my perspective, you know, we have so many Christmas decorations at home, but I think it's incumbent on me to go out and make sure that uh, we've got a black Santa under the tree as well. And uh, you know, I might even buy one before uh, they go on discount, Debbie. So I might. Good, might not good luck to, with that. Wait, yeah, if I can find one, right? <laughs> I'll try to find you one and send it to you. Okay. Thanks so much. Well, you, you have so many. Uh, thanks to thanks to everybody who uh, listened to this special episode of Among Neighbors, a podcast about race, power, and privilege. Uh, today's show was uh, produced by Eddie Robas. And you can find our show uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts or at centerformediainnovation.org. Barbara, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. You too, Andy. Enjoy the season, everyone, and stay safe.